For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Huber, floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got it all football, baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, combat sports, esports, you name it. And um, you can get in in on some fun things like the over under for for games and and uh, go through what a lot of people went through last night with uh, that Steelers Browns finish and in that type of stuff. So it's always fun over there. Super easy to use website that's available for you on your desktop, your mobile device. Uh, we also have a deal for you. Check it out. Use our promo code Believe fifty. That's B L E A V five zero. You get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Spend online. It's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Friday to you. Happy picture day at my daughter's daycare today. Oh. Or preschool, about, I should say. You're about picture to spend lots today. of money on pictures. Correct. You know, first hurdle in that front. We'll do that for the next 17 years. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you ready? Are you ready for me to throw the listeners for a loop? Are yeah, you ready to throw because, me for a, for a loop? Well, no, there's something there's something about my personal life that you guys know, but that the listeners don't know. I have parent teacher conference next week. That is what I have to look forward to on my calendar. It's been I didn't know if you were having picture day today. No, well. no, not picture day. Picture day already happened. And for those who don't know, my girlfriend has a daughter, and so I have parent teacher conference next week. So that is circled on the calendar, and it's I have no idea deal. what to expect. You're invited. I know what it was. I know what it was when I was a kid. Like my yeah. parents went, I'm like, oh god, am I going to get right. in trouble? Like now yeah, I'm on the other end of this. Now. You're in trouble. Yeah. Is what it was. And like this is a this is a like new development for you as compared to like last school year, correct? Uh, correct. I didn't do this. Right. Last so year. like I, you, I, this is you skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Right. What's going to be really fun is when Joe and I start coming to you for advice on some of this stuff. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Exactly. We actually have had that conversation where it's going to be the rules are a little reversed. Uh, Friday, takes on takes day. Got a lot of takes. A new format to takes on takes. You're going to have the normal takes on takes. We have tattle takes. We have some, some people we want to tattle on, and I have a pretty good one. And then we are going to close the show with each of us having two hot takes for you. Now, mine are both ones for this weekend specifically, and one is longer term, something I've been thinking about. So the, the, the floor is open for those hot takes to be whatever they want. If there's something Great. just for this specific week or something long term, whatever the case may be. So we're going to get to your takes. We're going to get to the tattle takes. We're going to get to our hot takes all on the new expanded version 
of Takes on Takes. So now, that being said, I'm going all the way back. So last Takes on Takes was last Friday, uh, September 16th. So I've gone to the TDM Premium Discord. I've backed the messages all the way up to the 17th, and I'm just going to roll through them. So we're just going to just fire away, see what the world has for us. All right? Okay. It's first Here take we from go. Will Helms. Take. Stenson Bennett gets drafted before Spencer Rattler. Ooh, that's fun. That's fun. What? <sighs> okay, are we? Do we think Rattler comes out? Does he? He's not a senior, right? He doesn't have to come out. He's got an extra year, I think. Probably well, needs co- to be taken advantage. He's got a COVID year, right? Too, regardless. Yeah. Probably needs to take advantage of that. I'll say yes. If for nothing else, just calendar year. Like if Spencer goes back and Stetson gets drafted, then Stetson will have gotten drafted earlier than Spencer Rowler. Do you, do you think the spirit of the take though is which? I understand the spirit of the take. I'm being a shyster. Yeah, I see that he's being a Joe. He's being a Joe Marino. Are we sure Stetson Bennett is a draftable football player? I know he's a very good college player, and I I have a great appreciation for how he executes that scheme and keeps him on schedule and makes some plays, but like. Traits wise, not really a guy we look at with that NFL lens. Rattler's got physical skill. Other issues, though. Hold on, this is a good take. This guy's Hold got a squir- squirming here. At least well, me. he might have you. He might have you squirming with the next one because I have a double dose of Will. Will Helms wow. has got two for you. Damn. So, do you want the second one to marinate on while you're still? Uh, no, I, I'm going to answer. Joe, this what's, what's your offensive coordinator's name? Ken Dorsey. The Bills. That is correct. Yeah, yeah Ken Dorsey. Um, oh, that's your comp. Ken, Ken Dorsey was picked. Tall. Ken Dorsey was picked two forty one. That's where that's Bennett's ceiling right there. Stetson Bennett territory two forty one. I was originally going to go with Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore didn't get drafted. So it's like, okay, I got to go to the next guy down the line. Rattler gotta, probably got, gets drafted. <sighs> yeah, but if if Stetson Bennett comes out this year, if this is Stetson Bennett's last year, and Spencer Rattler has another year, okay, then Stetson Bennett will get drafted before. All right. I'm in I'm in on your shysterness. Okay, great. Yep. So Will also has a wide receiver take. Marvin Harrison Jr. Greater than sign. Jackson Smith. We do this every year. <laughs> the next one at Ohio State's always the best right. one, right? It's like what used to be the USC thing. The USC wide receivers when it was Marquise Lee and Robert Woods, yeah. and like it was always just oh the guy the guy who's not Harry eligible Wilbur. is better than the guy this year. I will say the TDM Premium Discord did add in to the previous take that Stenson Bennett will go. This is from Mr. JPEG. Stenson Bennett will go on to have some sort of Brett Ripian type career as a sixth UFDA uh, who will be a QB3 for some team for four or five years. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, absolutely. So is our, they want us to, to declare Marvin Harrison Jr. as a better prospect than Jackson Smith and Jigba? Will his, does. Just, his physical just tools does. are better. Yeah, for sure. Let's take from now listen, this take didn't age well, but this take from why Sean RN. Again, you put in the take, it's 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 just free free game. It's fair game. I, I think I think this take was before the Browns collapsed to the Jets. This because this was on the 18th. So I think this was the sat was Sunday morning. The Cleveland Browns have a better roster than the Buffalo Bills. And then the second part of the take is they would be a higher seed if Watson played all year. I've watched this team play for the last two weeks. No thank you. Disagree. I disagree. They have a good roster with Deshaun Watson. They probably have a top eight roster in the NFL. 
the Bills are the number one roster in the NFL. Hey, by, by the way, um, I saw something this morning that Micah Hyde will not play in week three. Can you confirm or deny that? Uh, I'd say it's unlikely. He's got a neck injury and hasn't practiced all week. Okay, so can you confirm or deny it? I don't, I don't know. I will hear okay. from McDermott probably during the recording of this show. And he will say nothing. So we just he have to wait for the, the injury report he, he will say, yeah, to officially not, declare say, at like no 4 o'clock, right? Yeah, you'll find out at okay. uh, 90 minutes before kickoff. Well, no, if they, they could declare him out, right? If he doesn't practice yeah, today, then like he would be they? automatically declared out? No. They're gonna they're gonna keep it open as for as long as they possibly can, I'm sure. Got it. Got it. Got it. Let's take from the sports now. Take Anthony Richardson will not enter the twenty twenty three NFL yeah. draft. I'm in right oh. now. Yeah. Season it up, buddy. Get I um the next time I do a mock draft, I don't think I'm gonna put Richardson in and it's just gonna be like Richards I'm not having Richardson declare. Bro. Here's the problem with mock drafts is we need more players to enter the first round conversation. Correct. We can't have guys <laughs> dropping out. The back this gate's already hard enough. <laughs> Good Lord. These receivers are, are screwing us over right now. None of them are doing anything that says first round. We just got to keep digging. Bro, keep digging this deep. T- this take from Sanderson, and I'm just going to put a disclaimer on the front of this. The three of us are not medical we experts. Woo, we woo, we woo, we woo. Jordan Phillips, Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson will not play against Miami. So there you go. No Micah okay. Hyde. Okay. So the take from Sanderson, and again, not medical experts. Somebody sent in a take, so I'll share it here. I think all three of us are going to agree that we are not medical experts when it comes to this, but I'll share the take anyway. Take. If the NFL were serious about lessening the long-term impacts of concussions, they would collectively bargain with the NFLPA to enact a rule that says players that have sustained a concussion must be removed from action for the next 10 days. A player that has got concussed in a game would therefore be forced to miss their next game in order for all symptoms to fully subside and further protect long-term side effects of repeated traumatic brain injuries. Here's Here's the thing. Some concussions last longer than that window, though. I, I think this achieves exactly the opposite of what he's trying to say. What this does is it makes it more likely that teams are going to hide concussions. Right. Because right. they're not going to want to surrender, yeah. quote unquote, surrender a player. Right. For an additional game. So the, 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 the minor concussions, which are the ones that over time will tally and log and, you know, cause a lot of long-term effects. And I can at least say that with some level of confidence because my degrees in kinesiology and exercise science. So, like, we I have some education in this kind of stuff. Like, so, if there's going to be an expert on the show, it's going to be you over the three out of the three. Yeah, it, it's okay. the major ones are the ones that everybody can kind of like. Seathan Carter from the Dolphins, as as just an example. In uh, was it week one? Yeah, week one against the Patriots, he like got knocked unconscious on the field on a kickoff, making a tackle. And he has not practiced since. But it's the ones where you get your bell rung and you kind of get up and you got the sea legs and then you come over to the sideline and you know they do the quote-unquote concussion protocol thing and you, you try to, I'm fine because I want to play. And the more of those you have, the ones that are the gray area, um, those are the ones that really log over time. And if you are going to automatically mandate excessive, not excessive, but a, a, a defined amount of time instead of treating each individual case as an individual case, you're going to be, I agree with Joe, you you will see more resistance to formally declaring those and, and teams trying to push them under the rug. 
one other note here. The helmet technology has been very good, right? Like there's been some very good numbers that correlate with the reduction of concussions and the new helmet technology that's come out there. So uh, there's been good momentum here on this front. Let's take from Sam. More on the quarterbacks. Take only yeah, – you, you have a pen and a piece of paper handy. You're going to probably oh, need Lord. a little for this. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of names I'm about to read to you. Take only one quarterback between Spencer Rattler, Jeff Sims, Tanner McKee, Tyler Van Dyke, Cameron Ward, Anthony Richardson, Will Rogers, and Devin Leary declares for the 2023 NFL draft. And he puts in parentheses, all of these quarterbacks have at least one more year of eligibility. What's the over-under he put in at? One, only one. One, one uh, of that no, group that no, I just... More than one. More than one. More than one. I mean, I think you have two mid-round run, mid-round quarterbacks on that list right now. Yeah, more than one. I think Tanner McKee and Tyler Van Dyke are both mid-round quarterback prospects right now. Yeah. Cam Ward is a, is somebody that we're kind of keeping an eye on. We talked about Spencer Rattler and Anthony Richardson. Those two would be probably in the group of they're going to be returning. Guys declare, man, they do. Sometimes they don't even get drafted. But it happens. Next take. Yes. Mr. JPEG. Even with the clock and play calling mismanagement in the first two games, Nathaniel Hackett will end this season as only the second worst coach in the AFC West. It's a shot at Josh McDaniel if I've ever heard one. No, I, Here, I'll, I, I'll let you know. I let you guys like let, da, 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 da. I'll let you guys in on a little secret. For my takes today, my takes. I visited our second favorite website. Oh, you went to playoffpredictors.com. I went to playoffpredictors.com and picked the rest of the season for all thirty-two teams. <laughs> of course, so I got updated course. record projections for anybody you guys want to talk about. Uh, I do have the Denver Broncos as the second worst team in the AFC West. Okay. I think we kind of had it that way originally, though, didn't we? I think we kind of had it Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders the first time. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Kyle. But now we get the Broncos at 7 and 10. That's the difference. As compared yeah. to 9 and 8 or whatever. Let's take from RC. Matt Rule would still not get to 10 wins even if he got to coach a top 10 quarterback. Ah, uh, man. You see Dan Orlovsky ether the Panthers yesterday? Well, apparently, apparently Rule came out and disagreed with that at some point today during his media availability. I believe I saw that. Our own Jack McKessie watched all of the film from the first two games. He told me he did it, and he said, yep, checks out. He would not be a what coach if he had a top 10 He wouldn't 10 get 10 wins. He would not get to 10 wins if he had a top 10 quarterback. Matt, So Matt Rule coaches the... Who's a, like a 7-8-9 quarterback? He coaches the Chargers. Oh, my God. They're already, coaches, hard. They're, they're already so embattled in game situation stuff. Right. He coaches the Chargers. Is the Char- do the Chargers win 10 games? They win less than they win with Brandon Staley. I can tell you that. Yeah, I would agree. And Brandon Staley kind of gets his in his own damn way himself. <laughs> oh, he's been brutal this year. Okay, Joe. Matt Rule is the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. No, no. Oh, God, no way. He, they, no. That's he's the unique of a team. 
Right, he completely changes the offensive scheme. No, I, I'm so, no. He doesn't have any, this is, um, their situation with Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator, Kyle, is exactly what you've talked about with the Patriot dis- disciples and Brian Flores, right? Like, no Rolodex in names. You have no relationships. You don't know anybody in the league. Matt Rule doesn't know a single person. He coached one right. year for the Giants in like what, 2007 as an assistant offensive line coach. He doesn't know anybody. That's why he took over the Panthers and brought Phil Snow from Baylor 20,000 years as a defensive coordinator in college and then Joe Brady from to be the offensive coordinator because he doesn't know anybody. So you know who he had to go back to? Ben McAdoo, the only guy in the world with experience that was available had some See, level of success at some point in their life. And I would I, I don't know if this is true Matt or not. Rule. I don't know if this is true or not, but I would be willing to guess that Matt Rule's one year in the NFL was with Ben McAdoo when he was the head coach of the Giants. Maybe I could be completely wrong about that. Allow allow me. Allow me. It's future. I could Nebraska be wrong about that. There Matt had to be Rule some overlap. You, but they had to know each other there for a minute. Let me check. He was for the New York Giants in twenty twelve. The 2012 New York Giants, I believe, were still coached by Tom Coughlin, but we will. McAdoo might have been on that staff, though. Okay, the 2012 New York Giants. Ah, McAdoo was with Green Bay. Yep. Sorry, I apologize, Joe. Your point was good. That was a good. It was a good attempt. That a good conspiracy there went out for it. But no. Let's take from Bub. It will be week four before Justin Fields has more passing attempts than Joe Flacco's week one performance. <laughs> How many did Joe have? He threw the ball like 59 times, I think, in the first Yeah, game. I'm in. We threw the ball 11 times and lost by 10 points against Green Bay in week two. But but We've, David Montgomery was running the ball. Well, ho, 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 ho. okay. Tw- 28 attempts in two games. I think is what it was what the numbers are. They only had 41 offensive snaps. <laughs> That's 22 few, right? You're supposed to run like 60 or 70 plays right. in an NFL game if you're an offense, not right. 41. But Joe, the David Montgomery part, was running the ball real was, well against the Packers. You know what? He was. He's not wrong about that. Montgomery was playing well. You're also down multiple scores the entire game. You lost. Right. The, the worst part is he's thrown, he's thrown 28 passes. He's got a 53.6% completion percentage. Oh my God! This Bears team. Not, this Bears team. They need rain. They need they need <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy rain. This take from Dayton fifteen twenty one. Take Rasheed Rice will be a top four receiver drafted in the twenty twenty three draft. That's that's unlikely. I'd say that's wow. unlikely. Joe, He's, look at look at Joe so quickly, <laughs> just being like, no, nope. Rasheed Rice, of course, said, that's unlikely. I'd say it's unlikely. Take from Dolphins, Grace. Take the Devontae Parker to New England for a 2023 third-round pick is the worst acquisition made by a team this past offseason. He has a dead cap of 100000 so I doubt he even plays for New England next season for a $6 million cap hit. I didn't know it was a 2023 third. So had, here's the I deal. Didn't... The Dolphins also sent back a five. So it was that's a pick swap. I think that's important context that was not included in the original take. Yeah, because Dolphins craze, my guy. Just look at he the wants to slander Devontae Parker, and he wants to slander Bill Belichick. I respect the hell of it. Now, let's give Devontae Parker his due. Uh, he's played 109 snaps, 110 if you include his one special team snap. He's been far- targeted four times, has one catch for nine yards in two games. <laughs> I, I actually I, I, saw a take from someone, and I r- wish I remember who it was from. 
But the take was Devontae Parker is the worst kind of receiver that you can have for a young quarterback. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he's never open. Like he, he is a back shoulder contested catch high point receiver who never wins on the route step. It's the, it's the same thing with Calvin Benjamin and Josh Allen that lasted a few weeks and they said, get out of here. Like you got to go. And it was Robert Froster and Isaiah McKenzie before you know it, instead of Andre Holmes and Calvin Benjamin. Right. Right. So for Mac, I mean, in the midst of all the other hardship that they have offensively, uh, he's a hard sell. He's a hard sell. Couple, couple takes from Michael G here. After Matt Rule and Urban Meyer failed experiment, no college coaches will succeed mm. in the NFL because GMs won't hire them in the next three years. I still think Lincoln Riley is going to get phone calls, but he ain't leaving USC. Right. He just got there. They gave him. They gave him. He's Hollywood now. I don't think he would leave for an NFL team anyway. I'm just saying, I still think teams would be interested in sitting down with Lincoln Riley. So the idea that GMs won't hire them, I think Lincoln Riley is the exception to that. Well, we've also, teams have been fart around with Matt Campbell for three years now. Seems like Nebraska Gerald's a name every year. David Shaw's a name every year. Remember when Kevin Someone got interviews and stuff like that? Yeah. Remember when David Shaw was like the next big thing for coaches too? Yeah, yeah. David Charles probably not. I mean, he's got to turn it around at Stanford quick. That ship right. is sailed. Yeah, like it's right. it's he might not be there anymore. Who's the Lane Kiffin? What what is the? Would you be surprised? If, would you be surprised if Ryan Day got buzzed at some point? No, not no. really. You have Jim Harbaugh again. Right. Again. When Michigan inevitably becomes a nine-win program every year again. Because he I'm still can't find a quarterback. Uh, like I know they did the dance with him this year, and and he kind of doubled back down. But like, okay, like coaches get out of that stuff all the time. I think it's unlikely that in the next three years, a, a head a college head coach goes to the NFL to be a head coach. I think it's unlikely. I think I agree with that take. Uh, Michael also had another take: the Falcons should trade Kyle Pitts for a Jamal Adams package if they can get it. Just completely abandoning ship on Kyle Pitts. Oh. I did it for fantasy this week. I'm out. You're out. I, I'm out. I, I I abandoned ship. I made a trade this week. He's you gone. know. You oh. know what was the most anxiety inducing thing about last night's game? By the way, uh, deciding which Cleveland Browns running back you're going to play. No, us going completely in on Najee Harris in the Pittsburgh oh, and the situation, just, yeah. and then he just, and then yeah. it's like, okay, he's totally going to have the breakout game right now. And then he got the touchdown early on, and then lo and behold, he finished with 7.3 yards right. per carry and three catches for five yards, 1.67 yards per catch. But it was like vintage Najee, right? 60 total yards from scrimmage, a fumble lost, a touchdown, three catches. Like That somehow equals like 12, 13 points. Well, and it wasn't like he didn't break a big run. No, there, there, there wasn't like a big There wasn't a big gainer in there. He had like a just... nine-yard run, and then he had the touchdown. Yep. Also, cashed. I had his first, his first touch, first rush under three and a half yards. So 18 for 61 in the touchdown, but with a fumble lost on 80% of the snaps last night for, for Pittsburgh. So back to Kyle Pitts. Um, they'll never do this because they have a coach who needs to win. 
Kyle Pitts is going to be part of the solution in Atlanta. Okay, Joe, I agree, but it's been two years and it doesn't feel like it. Has it been two years or has it been like 19 games? It's been games? 19 games. They don't I have was a, I was, Marcus Mariota's a quarterback. I'm a little, I'm a little chapped. My, my rear end's a little chapped by this. Because I was a year too early on the Detroit Lions top 15 rushing offense yep. bet. And, you're gonna and be, I'm a year you're too be, early on yep, the Kyle on Pitts, Kyle Pitts sub yeah. 1,000 yards. Because he's not well. getting there. He's not getting there. This I year. demand I demand a box of Bill Bars to for compensation on being correct on both takes just a year too early. That's how many, not how, how many yards I does demand. Kyle how many yards does Kyle Pitts have? 38. Okay. So let's pretend that this is a 16 game regular season and in week one he had 38 yards. You don't think he can get to a thousand yards? You don't think that Atlanta is no. going to survey their operation and say, you know what might make, might make us better on offense? Throwing the football to our top five. Joe, they're forward. not playing fantasy football, okay? They're trying to win football right. games. Justin, I said there games. was about fantasy football. But I talked about him just, being part of their solution and how their offense can get better. <laughs> I'm quoting and you Arthur just said Smith. To me, oh. and, you, and you just said to me, look at their quarterback He's situation. so mad. <laughs> That's not getting fixed anytime soon. Well, I just I can't believe we live in these worlds where we even say things like this. I'm just, I, dis- I'm just I disagree with fantasy. the take. I disagree with the take. I wouldn't trade him. I still think he's a very talented receiver and can be a part of the solution. But for fantasy, I can't live through these ups and downs every week. So I okay, moved yeah. on. Chris, no Dude, one cares about, about your fantasy team. Yeah, nobody. Nobody cares about it. Nobody cares. Sorry. I should have done this yesterday on the show. My nobody apologies. cares about your fantasy team. It's take from Schnappy. Schnappy. Ta- take. All stadium food is hot garbage. <laughs> if you if you aren't if you aren't tailgating to address your hunger, you're making a huge mistake. And when I'm tailgating, you better believe I'm bringing that grass-fed, high-quality, specially curated, free-range, wild-caught, hormone and antibiotic-free meats for my mutual friends over at ButcherBox. Damn right. Snuck in a little snuck in a little plug there. <laughs> okay, you you'll hear from ButcherBox a little bit later in the show. Can I be candid with you guys? I yes, love Justin. tailgating but I don't want to be part of it. Like, I, I just want to come to your tailgate. The whole thought of going to a football game and also bringing in a, ca- okay. a kitchen with you and a refrigerator and all those ingredients, I'll give, let me give you $100 and let me just eat. See, I think it's a little unfair for you to say that, Joe, because you and I have had the quintessential right. show up to somebody's tailgate and be, <laughs> that's be the wine standard. and dine. Okay? That's the standard. I don't want anything else. Right, but that's a little unfair that we're setting that as the standard. I didn't have to pay. I should suit him some money. Chef Greg, shout out Chef Greg. Chef Greg, baby. Chef Greg's the He's best. He's the man. <laughs> okay. This this was the spread for the the Patriots game. Yeah, I hate you for this. Oh my goodness. Did they miss Joe and I? Were they looking for us or no? Yeah, they they uh they asked about both you guys. They said asked when you were coming down. Let's go. I ask about them all the time too. I think about <laughs> them often. Every time yeah. I'm at a game. He he impromptu stopped on the way to the stadium to pick up some London Royal for quote uh the remembrance of the remembrance of the queen. So he t- took all that seafood the- and then just threw London Royal on top of it because the, the queen died. Legend. Oh my goodness. Legend. You know what else is legendary, Joe? The Sonos Ray. Flat should never describe your TV screen. Or excuse me, flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Flat describes your entertainment like never before. (laughs) I had some great segues this week. I I was due for a a clunker. Here we are. Uh, Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy to use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. 
Breeze, breeze through setup with help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off stream, music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services, visit Sonos.com to learn. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More. I will tell you, the TD and Premium Discord is uh, starting to rate the, the segues, and they gave you uh, marks oh, no. uh, for the segue. So please check that out in the TD and Premium Discord. By the way, if you're not a member of the TD and Premium Discord, Go ahead, Imagine. go to the draft network, go to the draftnetwork.com, sign up for TDM Premium. And one of the perks of signing up for TDM Premium is you get access to our premium only Discord. Yes, that's right, premium only. The only people that are allowed in there are TDM staff members and TDM Premium members. And we hang out, we have a great time. You get to throw your takes in there. We talk ball. By the way, it's Friday, right after this show. We are doing a film study with the members of the TDM Premium Discord. Kyle's going to throw it's on true. some film. I'm always in there hanging out, asking questions, uh, you know, you asking your guys' questions. So it is a lot of fun. So I highly recommend uh, heading over to the draftnetwork.com, signing up for premium. We do happy hours every Thursday, which turns into the definition of chaos. It is absolute organized chaos for the hour in the lead up to Thursday night football. So we have a good time. Check that out. I have one more teeny and premium take, and then I got some Twitter takes, and then we can get into our title takes and hot takes for the, for the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. This take from Sean. Take Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Desmond Ritter will be the full-time starting quarterbacks for their respective teams by week eight. Now, I will tell you this. Mike Tomlin said he is not considering a change at quarterback or offensive coordinator for next week. So when they play right, the Jets, it will still be Matt Canada right? Ten games and Mitch and Trubisky. That. Ten days, you're playing the Jets. I think they all should. I think some of them will. I have. I mean, all three is kind of a tough sell. Are the Titans really going to make the change? That's the that's the one that I think I have the most concern about them pulling the trigger on making the change. There's a lot of money invested in Ryan Tannehill. They still think they have a roster that can try to can compete in the AFC. I think very quickly, like if next week it goes bad for the Steelers and they're one and three, they're going to make the change. They have nothing invested in Mitch. It's it's they can get out of that deal. Same thing with Mariota in Atlanta. You got to evaluate what you got in Desmond Ritter because you're probably going to be picking pretty high next year. Right. And and Desmond's not super young either, right? Like No, so you gotta know. Yeah. You gotta know quickly. Right. Stake from Vontel as I move over to the Twitter takes. Even with both on the same team, Waddle and Tyreek Hill will finish the season in top five receiving yards. They're one and three right now, right? Yes. They can. I would say it's unlikely though, right? They're both a thousand plus yards, but both in the top five. Law of averages suggest it's not yeah. going to happen. Cup Jefferson's going to get in there. Chase. And they'll, have, they'll both be in the top 10, I think. And their running game will be. Yeah, it has to, right? We'll, we'll pick up. What I, What's interesting about Miami, maybe, Cal, you can add something to this. I think that Waddle and in, in, in Hill, excuse me, tons of production right now. The next highest guy on their team in terms of targets has seven. How, how much of that's Cedric Wilson being banged up? Like, I throw the ball to Waddle and Chase all, or Waddle and Hill all you can, but 
kind of that third guy has to emerge, right? I don't know that he that he has to. I mean, Just the the, the challenge is is, and Wes Welker talked about this at training camp with with the speed that they have. If they put them on either side of the field, you now have to make a decision, right? And either you're going to trust your guys outside one on one, which is a very high risk, high reward proposition, right? Or you got to play somebody over top of them. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you put them both to the same side of the formation? You screwed, right? So, so I think there's enough ways that Miami can continue to, depending on how you adjust get those guys as the early guys in the progression and, and increase your likelihood of, of one of those guys still being open, you know? And, and I think the fact that the, the backside of the backfield had been very involved in the passing game thus far, but like you have this really even split between Mostert and Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I just don't know that an, a volume guy's going to happen there. And you know, Cedric Wilson, he, he's a little banged up. He took a big hit towards the end of the Ravens game, but, um, I don't know how, with how much Miami's going to play two back personnel. I, I don't. I just don't know that he's going to get the high volume. I think he's more of an insurance policy, and for certain game matchups. But I don't think he's going to be a weekly staple of what they do in the passing game. Let me ask you this: Waddle Hill both will have over 100 targets, right? Yeah. The third guy on Miami has how many? I don't need to know the name. Is it more than 80? Do they have another player with more than 80 targets? No. More than 70. You said that the next receiver right now has seven. The next player has seven. Next, next player, player has seven. Yep. Draft dudes do math. I would say it's 70s pushing it. If I were to say four, like four, if I give you four targets a game for Mike Gusecki, that'd be 68 targets across 17 games. Yep. So I think so that's think the right. 70. I think that's the right strike zone is right around 70 is where the next one will come in. Cool. Cool. Let's take from Halil's real football talk. Take the AFC South doesn't have a single top 20 team in the NFL right now. While the NFC North has three inside the top 15. Yes. The first part of that I'm on board with. The AFC North has three in the top 15. The NFC NFC North. NFC North has three. No, you know what? I might be out on that. Green Bay and Minnesota, but are we sure Detroit and Chicago are? Chicago's not. Well, it's Detroit. Detroit's the team that he is. Is Detroit a top 15 team? Offensively, they are. I'll tell you that much. Maybe close. So they're averaging over four and a half yards per carry before contact. Yeah, they're good. They're good offensively. They got a lot going right now for them offensively. Uh, by the way, shout out to Coach Hands who made sure to tell us that we should all go see the Rose Bowl. It's not a take. I just I see it here in the Twitter feed, and I just want to. Yeah, Kyle got some Hans. got some love on the timeline for that. Yeah. Let's take from Tell. When are when is everybody else's takes going to come in here, Chris? We we got time, man. It's a longer episode of takes on takes. I just want to get to everybody's takes. I got like three more to get to. Okay, it's just just communicate Ooh. with me. That's all. Holy Ooh. smokes! Sheesh. Sheesh. Stake from, <laughs> from Tell. He's got two, but I'm going to pick this one. Devin Lloyd will be a top five inside linebacker by year's end. Also, the Jags will upset the Eagles in week four with their linebackers causing issues for the Eagles run game and Trevor being great like he has been so far this year. I am all the way in 
on Devin Lloyd being a top linebacker. He can be it. Joe's really pondering life here. Yeah, I was just going to say, Joe, you, I thought he was frozen for a second. He doesn't have anything no, to I, say. No. No, he's yeah. yeah. He would like me to move on he's to the punting. next take. That's what he would like. He's punting on he's, third down. Spe- Speaking of punting, this take from Joe takes on take submissions, and then he put in parentheses get some paper. I didn't say this. He said, "Oh, oh Lord. God." At Joe at work eighty seven. By the way, linemen are three hundred plus pounds can bench hundreds of pounds with ease and move like hazels. I don't know what that what that means. DBs and wide receivers are freak athletes. Can run a sub four forty and have incredible ball skills. Quarterback memorizes every moment of every player on every play, process information in 2.5 seconds, and have cannons for arms. Depends on your team, depends on the quarterback. Kickers and punters weren't skilled enough to play soccer. Take. That was my conjecture there at the end. Take. Kickers and punters in a game of football is the dumbest thing in all of sports. This is hurtful. No. This is hurtful. I'm out. It's part of the game. And it's an art form. Especially punting. There's an art yes. to punting. Flip the field position. Critical... The field position game is important. Right, right. It's, it's all part of it. As my head coach once said, yards on special teams still count towards total yards. You know, every yard is counted exactly the same in the game of football, whether you get it on offense, defense, or special teams. It's like, uh, what was that play last night? Jerome Ford takes the kickoff out of the end zone, delayed, gets to the 11. You know what happened on that play? They lost nine they lost 14 yards. yards. 14 yards. Terrible. Matt, draft dudes do math. He lost 14 yards. Part of the game. And I, and I love that. I love that it is. It's an extra first down. Right. Especially if you're not an offense that manufactures explosive plays. Right. It's like, just a great, you, you, you just added another three yard, another three plays that you have to be perfect. Yeah. Yep. To score a touchdown. Yeah. I, rem- I remember from- being a Bills fan in the, in the 2010s thinking to myself, the best chance we have to score is on a Roscoe Parrish punt return or a Terrence McGee kick return. Now you guys are just the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> no. now, you just, now you just never punt. No. You just don't no. even send your special teams units out of the field. We punted, punted three times last game. Three times. Let's take from Will Ford. You right still scored 40. You, you, you punted three. You still scored 41. 41. 41. Let's take from let's take from Will. AFC South takes the Jags win the division. Frank Reich is the first coach in the fired in the NFL season and is an offensive analyst with the Patriots before the end of the season. Malik Willis starts more games than Davis Mills this year. Are we are are we sure <laughs> Frank Reich's on, on the hot seat? Are we sure about this? I can tell you, ownership won't go. Jim Irsay won't take it very lightly if the team implodes. After the way they imploded at the end Man. of the year last year. Man, that would suck to me. Like, I think you can get it done with Frank Reich. I really do. You can. I agree. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, if you if you believe you have a coach that can get it done, you have to start asking yourself questions about whether or not that coach's messaging has been lost by this locker room and you have no choice but to reset. Kind of like a, a, a McCarthy in Green Bay. And I, I maybe that's a little unfair to make that comparison because of the success that Mike McCarthy did have, but like, I don't think you, I don't think you hastily fire Frank Reich if they have a down year this year based on what he's gotten done in the previous seasons and the fact that he's not been given, uh, I, I think, uh, a good situation at quarterback. Wishy washy. 
Time for some title takes, gentlemen. Time for some title takes. I've emptied the the backlog of takes that we've gotten, so now it is uh, uh, us up to us to title on some people with some takes. So, Joe, would you like to go first here with your title takes for the week? Uh, yeah, I put it in the Discord. Let me pull it back up here. Clicked off of it. My title take is uh, on Titans defensive coordinator Shane Bowen who says Raiders quarterback Derek Carr's mobility is similar to Josh Allen's, but Carr is more willing to stay in the pocket and let plays develop down field. It's a little disconcerting. If that's your belief, right? I, I, I don't vibe with this at all. And I think Derek Carr is a good athlete, but they're very different. <laughs> they're very different in terms of mobility in my mind. They're very different quarterbacks, too. Like, they're just different. Right. And I, I don't know, like, Josh, Carr is more willing to stay in the pocket and let plays develop down the field. That's because he doesn't have similar mobility. Right. It's because he can't take <laughs> right. off for 35, right? Like it's just not it's not part of the game plan. It's yeah. not part of the repertoire of yeah. skills here. I'm out. Kyle, would you like to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Okay. Carolina Panthers court, head coach, Matt Rule. In response to Dan Orlovsky's assessment of Come on, Panthers this is, this tipping is too, their it's plays. Too easy. It's too easy to tattle on Matt Rule, man. Come on. If you're saying they knew whether we were running or passing, how come we ran for 146 yards? Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know that's what the quote was. <laughs> He's the worst. He's literally the worst. That can't be real. That's a real quote. It's a as quoted, and I'm looking at the video on my other screen right now, but it it's quoted by Joe Person from the Carolina yeah, Panthers. That's their guy. That's the, the feature guy for Carolina yep. Panthers coverage. He said the follow-up was, we're at a time right now where people are going to take shots. I get it. <laughs> but if you're saying um, they knew whether we were running or passing, how come we ran for 146 yards? Uh, not like Dan Orlovsky got on here and said, if it's a run or an RPO, he's one yard behind right. the quarterback. Right. Do we know what an RPO is? Most broadcasters don't. I can tell you that. Yeah, right. Yeah. They play play action. Like, nope. Nope. That's not. That's that. Action. That's the uh, the cartoon butterfly meme. Right. <laughs> Kills me every time, man. What is this? Is this, this is an a RPO? Option. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Matt Rule's going to be coaching Arizona State next year, and I'm going to vomit all over the place. He's definitely going back to college, right? It's just a matter of where. Nebraska. He's not West going to West Virginia. Virginia. Neil Brown's keeping his job with a big victory over mm. Virginia Tech last night. I forgot that game Daniels happened. I forgot to even check it, it all over the place. Yeah, they they on the Browns. smacked them. Yes, they did. Did they really? I, oh, well, what did I tell in. you about that Virginia Tech coach? The first time I met that guy, I said he ain't it. He ain't it. Well, they they weren't they ain't it last night at home at stupid Metallica and or Sandman crap that they do. Get it out of here. Keep the black diamond well, where it belongs. I mean, that's, that can still be cool. I mean, nah, it's I. You know what? I want the Mountaineers to play uh, Enter Sandman now because we own the black diamond. So, wow. Okay. It's us now. Right. Very good. 
Do you have more title takes, Kyle? I don't you'd have like more, to get no. through. I, I have do. one. I just go, go ahead, Chris. Okay, so this comes from our our great friends over at Pro Football Talk, who pontificated today. This was written by Mike Florio this morning. Here we go. All right. That if Jacoby Brissett continues to play well, oh God. Just keep him as the starting quarterback. Yeah. I will read you my favorite passage from this story because the story passage. is entitled. You called it a passage. Like he's reading Could Jacoby Brissett keep the starting job after Deshaun Watson returns? Quote Peter King said on Friday's PFT Live that in August, Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said Watson absolutely will start when his suspension ends. Hopefully, the Browns will be a little more flexible and strategic than that. Hopefully, they won't turn to Watson simply because they gave up so much to get him and because they endured so much scrutiny to have him on the team. It may not be an issue. The Browns could be 5-6 and six or worse at 11 games, making the return of Watson a no-brainer. At some point, however, it shouldn't be automatic that Watson will become the starter, not after missing so much time. If the, if the referees don't hand the game to the Browns against Carolina, they lose that game, they're 1-2, and two, and they're counting down the days until Deshaun Watson can play quarterback for them. Like they still are. Because so, you know what? He is a better player. Never mind the fact that he, they paid him $45 million signing bonus this year. They gave him a fully guaranteed right. contract, and Jacoby Brissett's on his fourth team. I just right. want to take out what you think of Deshaun Watson, because so, not a fan of the let guy, me, let me, but let me, they're going to play him. Let me come clean here, because I texted Joe last night during the game, and I'm like, I am very confused by this game. <laughs> I was confused by your tweet, your text. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Does this game say more about the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because I'm sitting here and I'm trying to reconcile the things that I know to be true about both teams. I know Jacoby Brissett is not it. I know it, right? I I watched him play last year. Now, granted, the offensive structure last year in Miami, buns. Okay, that's fine. Cleveland's got an elite rushing attack. They got a really good wide receiver in Amari Cooper. They got a really good tight end in David Njoku. And I know what I know about Pittsburgh defensively. And where I ultimately ended up coming to terms with with the entirety of the game was like, no, the Browns aren't a lot better than I thought they were offensively. No, Pittsburgh's not completely in shambles, although their run defense is terrible and their linebackers aren't giving them anything of value and they don't have dynamic players at corner. So it's, it's not a great recipe. They're in that bunch of teams, right? Where it's like you could be six and eleven, or you can be eleven and six on any given year, any given bounce of the ball. How many of the times the ball bounces your way? That's a it's that muddy middle, right? And I'm watching the first half of the game. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both moving the ball, and it's like, man, like I wasn't expecting these guys to be able to move the ball and. We'll kind of have some of the, the offensive success. Now, that's helped by George Pickens going Odell Beckham on everybody last night, and that was a big drive starter for Pittsburgh, so I get it. And then as the rest of the game plays out, it's like, yeah, no, like these, these they're just like they're you're gonna get individual matchups with every single one of those tier three and tier four teams across the NFL, and like one or two crazy matchups is gonna define who wins the football game. And your aspiration as a team should be to be a step above that because then that would mean you would theoretically be taking care of your business more often than not. But 
look at Pittsburgh's defense right now without his best player. Yeah. And I don't think any of us here feel that the offense is going to get like, let's live in a world where we know for certain, and we're going to play this hypothetical that Kenny Pickett is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. We may think that right now, but let's say we know for a fact that he's better. I don't think the offense is going to all of a sudden be this juggernaut and they're going up and down the field scoring points. They can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback. They have good weapons. They don't have great weapons with their skill position players. Like, this, they're going to have to write this year off, Pittsburgh is, I think. I agree. Just wanted to add that. Yeah. Uh, do we want to share our hot takes? I got one. I have two. Two. I've got two. Hey, Joseph. I mean, I have two as well, but I, I definitely have one I want to get to. Then go ahead, Joseph. All right, so I, I experienced the Prime Vision last night for the first time. Okay, be very careful here, Joseph. I'm going to be honest with how I feel. This is my take. Prime Vision is awesome. Oh, however, however, and maybe this is old man yelling at the clouds, but I'm used to watching football broadcasts a certain way. And so the ultimate viewing experience would be to watch a traditional broadcast play and then immediately give me the prime vision in replay or hear me out. We could just take all the nameplates and have them not block the entire line of scrimmage and all the offensive linemen (laughs) so that you could actually see that part of the game. Right. That'd be fantastic. Or you can do a two screen instead of using 25% of your screen space on a bar across the bottom and a bar that comes up the right-hand side and do back-end angle and sideline angle. So, Kyle, you, you brought this up to me last week, and I kind of disagreed with you. I want to change my opinion. It's it's more than 25%. That box takes up. That, those huge. bars take up way too way much Way too much screen. space. I, I, I kind of did the math. You could easily get all the information that they have and shrink both of those by half. Give me more. Give me more. Yep. I think I think it definitely needs to be refined, but the experience I, is awesome. I, I And I love being able to see like the, the tracking part of it. But I got to be honest with you, like I was just watching that and I wasn't watching the game. Like I just, my eyes, just, my programming of watching football just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I think it's going to take a while Retrain to get used eyes. to watching a, a real game like that compared to when we watch All-22. We can stop. We can go back. We can pause. We can look at stuff, right? You got to do it in real time, which is something that we just Hard. have never had. Yeah. We've never had at our disposal, and so we will. I I would love for us to revisit this conversation week 17, see how we feel about it at the Great. end of the season. Great. Let's do that. Kyle? Your, your, your I, my, my take is actually from Coach Dan Casey, but – it, it involves numbers, so I'm going to ask you guys to prepare accordingly. 80% of your yards come from 20% of your playbook. Don't outsmart yourself. Well, Coach, Dan, Coach Dan Casey on, on Twitter. 80% of your yards comes from 20% of your playbook. It's kind of like the like organizations, 80, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Right. Well, I, I think your core principles probably make that true, right? You might dress things up differently and make it look a certain way. But inside but zone still inside zone. 
Right. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, is if we're willing to live in that lane, then yeah, I think that's probably true. Cool. I will share one of my takes. When we do the podcast on Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, we're going to do a show. The New York Giants will be in sole possession of first place. <laughs> Who do they play? The Cowboys? They, they play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. In Dallas or I believe it is in the I believe it is in MetLife. Mm. I believe. Could be wrong. But I'm of the belief that the Giants are gonna win and the Commanders are gonna upset the Eagles. Because that's who plays this week. Oh, that's you trash. And that's why the then Bro, that's why I'm the Giants out. are gonna be in. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely okay. out. I watched that Commanders team all twenty two against Detroit and like they had effort issues, man. Like that's fine. It's why it's a hot take, Joe. That's why it's a hot take. Yeah, I'd I'd say you're wrong about this. I, I just the game is in MetLife. The game is in MetLife. Yeah, Does you might not get either of those things happen. That's true. That's that's why it's a really hot take because yeah. I might go over two and that'll be fun. To why don't you go parlay those money lines and make a bunch of you money? You know what, on that. Joe? We we might do it. We we did pretty well last night. So does anybody want to hear my updated playoff seats? Would love to hear those to close the show. Yes, through the first two weeks of the season. Please. Um, my one seed in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. My two seed is the Kansas City Chiefs. My three seed is the Baltimore Ravens. My four seed is the 9-7-1 Indianapolis Colts. My five seed wow. is the Los the Angeles Chargers. Okay. My six seed is the Miami Dolphins. My seventh seed is the 9-8 and eight Cincinnati Bengals. I think the thing that I disagree with the most there is is the Colts winning that division. Isn't that crazy? Like I was, kind of, I'm kind of in on Jacksonville right now. I had Jacksonville finishing seven and ten. Oh, okay. So I guess one game head to head or something could could be the difference there. And I have Tennessee at eight and nine. You fin- you haven't finished in third. Okay. No, I have Jacksonville right. finishing third, seven and ten. Eight, yeah, that's nine, what I would say. You eight, have them. I meant Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville's is seven ten. Uh, NFC side of things, my one seed is the Philadelphia Eagles. My two seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My three seed is the Green Bay Packers. My four seed is the ten and seven NFC West champion San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are my five seed. My six seed is the Minnesota Vikings. My seven seed, the Detroit Lions. Are the defending Super Bowl champions at nine Rams. and eight and missing the Rams playoffs. Rams are out. Rams are out. Wow. Okay. I don't hate it. I mean, I might disagree in a couple of spots, but it's pretty logical. I love Detroit getting in there. Food for thought. The Saints is the five is a little bit like, but who else, right? Who else? Right. Well, you got you got Minnesota and, and Detroit and L.A. Rams at nine and eight, and then you have the Cowboys and Seahawks at eight and nine. As all teams that miss. Yeah, that Seahawks team is going to be one to watch. A little dangerous. A little dangerous. Takes on takes. In the books. In the up. books. It's going to do it for us here. Another week in the bag. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. The, the first week of new programming. Many, 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 many great weeks to come. So hit subscribe, follow along. Kyle Krabs, Joe Reno, Chris Schubert. Make it a great rest of your day. Make it a great weekend. We will talk with you all again on Monday.
Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support as well. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.